0: Your soul makes up of threefold, your mind, your will, and your emotion. And without your imagination, you cannot see the goodness of God. Or you cannot, yeah, you can't see it or you can't wear it. Your imagination paints a picture. As we've been saying words, I'm speaking words that each of us can hear, can understand. You don't see the actual words, the caption of the words I'm speaking, but because those words give an image, then that means you have understanding because God gave you two things in Genesis 126, image and likeness. So because you have image and likeness, then you are able to conceive what is being said. And you're able to wear it just like I got this shirt that's or these clothes covering my nakedness. OK, well, when you begin to walk in the word, what are you doing? You are actually wearing Christ. People where they can see it. They can't see our born again nature. They can't see a transformation that's taken place on the inside of us, but they can see us wearing it. They can hear it in our language. They can see it in our attitude, our behavior. This is how they know that what we're doing, we're allowing the life of Christ that's in us to be on display. And that happens all during the course of the day. So this morning I was talking about soul salvation. And soul salvation is not a salvation that you receive once. Soul salvation is about you and I being going from faith to faith. You're being transformed throughout every entity of your life. Things happen through the course of the day. Things happen in the course of your life. And the soul has to be able to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ if it's going to bring you the fullness of who you are in Christ. Let me give you an example. Uh, Case and put this up in Colossians chapter two and look at verse nine and ten. Colossians two, and look at verse nine. And notice the notice the words it says: "For in Him, talking about Jesus, what dwells dwell, dwells what all of what the fullness of the Godhead bodily." Okay, so where is the body? You and I. Okay, and watch this. Look at verse 10. Verse 10 says, And you and I are what? Complete where? In Him, which is what? The head of all principalities and powers. So it doesn't make a difference what assault, attack that you find yourself up under during the course of the day, the course of the week. You may have got a negative report. Well, guess what? I'm complete in him because he's the head over that principality. He's the head over that power. So therefore, I can rejoice because what? It says I'm complete in him. Now, notice I'm not complete in myself. I think this is where we fail. This is where the body of Christ falls off because we're trying to make ourselves complete in what we do. I feel complete because of what I've done. You'll never get to that place. Our completion is based on the finished works of Christ, it's Christ alone. It's your faith, my faith, is 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 it's, it's gotta be in Christ alone, period. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? Our faith is projected toward God because Jesus gave us faith. Okay. Let's, 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 let's look at that. In Galatians 2.20, and put that up, uh, case of Galatians 2.20, how Paul said, I am crucified. With Christ, right? He said, nevertheless, I live. See? You have to recognize that you, that, that when he said, not I that live, he's talking about the nature that you and I was conceived in through the first Adam. It's a fallen nature. It's a satanic nature. But well, the moment we got born again, that nature was severed out. And the Holy Spirit put in God's nature. So now we have God's nature, God's life, and we're functioning in God's righteousness. Meaning, I have a right to be healed. It don't make no different way. I got a right to be healed. I got a right to live. I have a right to prosper. Right? I have a right to be at peace. See, until you see it from God's perspective, then you're always looking at it and say, well, I'm not at peace because of this happened, because of that. Things in life are going to always happen. You can't control a lot of things what happen in life, but I can control my attitude. Now, we're getting ready to deal with the soul. Because what you go through or what may have taken place, it should not affect me in the same meaning. Watch this. Why? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but it's what? Christ liveth in me. Now, watch this. Look at this. And the life which I now live, where? In the flesh, in this body, I live how? By the faith of the Son of God. Who what? Loved me and gave himself for me. That's how you live now. Regardless of what goes on, regardless of what happened, regardless of what the circumstances are, this is your your new identity. Unless you wear it, Unless you, to wear me, to actually walk in it. You're not going to be able to experience the joy that I'm speaking of. Remember, you can know the scriptures. You can have them underlined in your Bible. You can attend all the conferences there you are. But until you actually walk it out, walk in it, Allow this verse to walk inside, you know, walk in you, live life out of you. You'll never experience the power of God. See, we are people that talks about the power of God. We are people that wants to think that when they feel something, they want to, you know, look, the power of God is the gospel unto Jesus Christ. When the power, when the gospel is preached or taught, the power of God is available to connect like that, that outlet. That's power in that outlet. And it comes in from that boat. I mean, it comes in from that panel back there. So now it is ready for to be plugged in so that it can release what is in that, in that socket? Well, you got that power, Christ power, Christ life on the inside. And until the soulless part of you plugs into the divine life of God that's in you, it won't flow through you. Now, because we all can understand a water spigot, right? So if we went outside, there's a water spigot right there. Open that water spigot. That, that water spigot would be like your soul. The water that runs out of it would be like the Spirit, the Word of God. But the Word of God cannot flow through that spigot until it's what? Open. As long as it closes, no life flows through it, no water flows through it. That's the same thing about you and I. As long as your soul is closed to your deep thought, to your old selfish way of thinking, to ideas, through things and how you were raised, things you were taught. And if you're not open for change, then your soul will fight you. Because your tradition is speaking. This is how I was raised. This is what I was told. And that may be okay because that's all you have. But when you run up against the word of God about it, now you have to make a decision. And that's what happens. When it's time to make a decision, because when it comes to truth, sometimes you have to stand all by yourself. Because everybody's not ready for truth. Are y'all getting this? Everybody's not ready for truth. Okay? And so the soulish part of you has to connect to the Spirit of God to receive the life that is in the Spirit of God. The soul has to be taught. Are you getting what I'm saying? Well, let me let me put this up. Watch this. Uh, Proverbs chapter two and look at verse 10 and then uh ten through twelve, and then I need you to go to uh Psalm nineteen. Uh, Casey but let's look at Proverbs chapter 2 the soul has to be taught okay because it already have a language it already have a knowledge of its own from the world through our parents through uh, schooling through traditions through your religious upbringing you already have some knowledge of how you're going to live life that's why we call it deep thought you're living out of the deep thought the word deep the, you know uh ephesians four eighteen talks about the that your understanding being darkened that just that word understanding simply means uh, 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 it means deep thought, but the, the the Greek word for it is uh oh, it left me it'll come back. but let's look at this for a moment. It said when wisdom enters into thine heart. Notice this. And knowledge is pleasant unto what? Thy soul. Notice the word. He said, when wisdom does what? It has to enter. Well, how can wisdom enter? Just think about the water spigot. See, in order for the spigot to bring forth water for you to drink, you got to turn it on. Right? So wisdom, Proverbs Uh, 4, 7 said, wisdom is the principal thing, and it is. So he said, when wisdom enter into thine heart, that means, what is wisdom? Wisdom is God's comprehensive insight into his ways and purpose. So when you have God's insight on something, God's purpose and ways of how to walk something out, notice what it says. Knowledge is pleasant unto the soul. So you can't have knowledge unless you have wisdom, unless you have his insight, unless you have his understanding. Knowledge comes from wisdom. So when you have knowledge about healing, when you have knowledge about prosperity, when you have knowledge about deliverance, it's because you got God's insight. You got God inside-minded about healing. What is he saying? And so look at this. Psalm 107. We'll come right back to this. But Psalm 107. And look at verse 20. Notice the word. Notice the key word here. And he notice it. He said, God sent his word and what? Notice he didn't say two. He sent his word and what? Heal them. Right? That means healing is already done, already paid for. But if the soul is not open to receive healing, you won't be healed. Right? You won't be delivered, you won't be free. See, it's, it's it's not all up to you being born again, which is man, that's the most you can't you can't get nowhere without being born again. Yes sir. So that, if it's not open that is not open you, so you rely on it, it's, 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 You're going to be relying uh, upon what you already know in the flesh. But, but the huh? What? No, no, no! You what are you gonna be? He, he what he's talking about? You are gonna be relying upon whatever comes natural? That's what I mean by deep thought. Deep thought means you know you got something wrong. Uh, well, and you tell the wrong person. You tell mama, or you uh you tell big mama, or you tell some old religious relative who you think that 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 know God. Child, you better hurry up and get to the doctor. Child, you be- look, let me bring you some of this here. Let me bring you some of that. Take some of this. Take some. See, what are they doing? They are, they're giving you out of their fear because they think all this is going to help you. And before you know it, if you don't stop them, they're going to help you to die. When you got a serious issue, you 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 want to make sure everybody is not in your Kool-Aid. Hmm? Yeah. You keep a lot of stuff to yourself. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm I'm telling y'all the truth. This is why when we talk about the soul, most people don't put a lot of uh, expectation on your thought life. Your soul has to receive the word of God because your soul is connected both to your spirit and to your body. The soul will become the anchor to your body if the, if the spirit is not giving off light. If that part of you is shut off, that spirit is shut off, then you're going to live out of the experiences that you grew up with. Some of them were good, some of them were not so good, and some of them were just downright no good, right? But that's all you have. Or that word called deanoia, that deep thought, that's what it means. It's called deanoia. You operate out of what you already, is already at hand. So here it said he sent his word and healed them, and notice the word, and delivered them from what? Their destruction. Destruction means an early grave. Man, when I grabbed hold of that word over 40 years ago, I tell you what, I'd never let it go. So now it's up to me to just not know it, but it's now it's up to me to do what? To walk it out. Lord, you sent your word and healed me. Therefore, I take my authority and I say to the pain in my back in the name of Jesus, go. And what do I do? I'm standing on my authority as the righteousness of God. I'm I'm standing in his, I'm speaking for out of his righteous nature, he gave me. He shouldn't have gave it to me if he didn't want me to speak in that way. Right? He gave it to you. He is expecting you to do what? To speak to your body. Why? Because your body was never made to be sick. Hmm? Your mind was never made to be, have Alzheimer. Right? No. So the reason we have the word is so that we can reverse Whatever is wrong. But if you don't have a knowledge of it, you don't have a working knowledge, that's why I said wisdom, it says wisdom, go back over there, Casey, to uh, Proverbs 2.10. It said when wisdom enters the heart, that is, and knowledge is pleasant to thy soul. So wisdom has to enter in. That means you have to have God's insight. What was God's insight? He sent his word and healed me and delivered me from my destruction. Now that may not mean nothing to me the first 50 times I quoted. But boy, when I quoted that 51 times, that 51st time, all of a sudden, boom. What? Did you see that? Did you hear that? Why? What happened? Your imagination, words, is painting an image of life. You're beginning to see yourself live. You're not planning your funeral. Huh? You're not planning, you know, they, they, you know you're not planning to lose your property. Because you got a word from God. Not per se, you heard gospel. no. This is God speaking to you and I right here. It's what we do with it when we go home. Do we just say, well, that was a good class tonight, and that's the end? No. It's a good class because God wants you to know this is how wisdom enter in. This is how you retain knowledge See, you already got worldly knowledge. We're trying to get you spiritual knowledge. So when your body is under attack, your finances under attack, your marriage is under attack, whatever, your, your business is under attack, you have God's wisdom. You are know how to tap into God's wisdom, and that wisdom is going to give you insight. Now you have a revealing knowledge because you have saw something. Not with these natural eyes. You saw it in your spirit. You saw it in your imagination. We're not going under. We're going over. They said, did you see the books? Did you see no sales? But they didn't see what you see. They don't know God like you know God. And then you just say, just get behind me. Just walk with me. Just walk with me. And when it manifests itself, see, now you can be a witness to them. Because they saw what you saw in the spirit and it manifested in the flesh. It don't happen overnight, ladies and gentlemen. But it will change if you don't quit. See, See, you can't quit. Until you say, I quit. Well, then everything inside of you starts going down. Everything inside of you starts shutting down. Well, I don't have enough money. Well, guess what? Now, you know, I'm just going to let it go. Well, well, everything starts disconnecting. Whatever God was, was sending to connect, to take you over, well, it just disconnect. Your words have power. It's not just up to God. God has done His part. We got to do ours, and ours as the righteousness of God is to take Him at His word, to gain wisdom, to gain insight. Well, let's look at this. Uh, go to the next verse, Casey. I got too many scripture coming. Discretion shall preserve thee, and understanding shall do what? Keep thee. When you have to notice this, you you have discernment. That's what understanding is. It shall keep thee, cause you're able now to discern. And that's why you you know uh, you know we make fun about little Debbie. But that's why I don't eat little Debbies. Little Debbie's full of sugar. Man, I used to love me some honey bun. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? I thought that was my fate, that was my that was my favorite little thing to eat, a honey bun with a with a Coca-Cola. What? Then I realized, okay, I gotta get rid of the Coca-Cola, then I had the grapefruit juice. I wouldn't let that honey bun go. And then all of a sudden, I said, Oh, I gotta let this go. That was a challenge. And then the more I start learning about what sugar does to the body, sugar, sugar, when you when you keep sugar in your body, it feeds cancer. It's a cancer feeder. Hmm? Your stress level it's a cancer feeder. So how would God be able to keep you in perfect peace in all of this? You keep your mind up on him. I Said, "Well, how do I get rid of that sugar?" I had, I had, I had three young ladies yesterday stop me while I was running, while I was actually finished. We used to take a class together. Uh, it's a pump class at Cajun Fitness, a workout class, and you know they want they want to lose weight. And the number one thing I tell them: get rid of the sugar. You get rid of the sugar, your body going to start adjusting. Now, it's going to act like it's dying. It's going to act like it's catching the flu because really it is because you're switching over from sugar, glucose to fat, using fat as an energy to burn, and you have what they call like a... It's kind of like a flu symptom because the body is switching over and how it's burning energy. Most people, they can't get there because they're so addicted to sugar. And it's in everything just about. So if you don't know what you're looking for, you'll say, well, this soda, I mean, this drink said it's sugar free. Like I told my son the other day, I said, let me see what that thing say. I said, yeah, it says sugar-free, but look at that stuff it got in there, that sweet that it got in there. He looked it up. Oh, oh, I'm getting rid of all this. See, if you don't know what you're looking for, it's hidden. You think you're doing a good thing, and that sugar sucrose, it, it's It's worse. Splendor. Nobody should be putting that in their system. Coffee mate. You know, we can take coffee mate. If I had a jug, a jug of coffee mate and I had a lighter, I could light it and it would catch a fire. Let me tell you what it's got in there. It's not a health class. <laughs> okay. All right. Casey, go to um to Ephesians 1. Now, I'm a little I'm ahead of you in teaching on the soul on my online Bible school, so you're not going to be able to get everything I've been sharing. You have to go back and listen. But you will catch up as we keep teaching on it, okay? So this is part one of teaching on about the soul because, again, too many people don't... You don't hear too many people teach on the soul. I know very few people teach on the soul. I'm telling you, I got count them on one hand. Listen to this. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1. Oof. Look at verse 17. We probably have to close with this. Uh, Let's put this, let's see what this, put this in the NLT. Let's see something. Is this, I know I like it in Ephesians 3. Okay, here we go. It says, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to do what? To do what? To give you what? Spiritual wisdom. And what? Insight. See? So that you might what? Grow where? In the knowledge of God. That's wisdom. See, now your spirit already have wisdom. Okay? Ephesians 1.30 said, wisdom Righteousness, uh, what is that? Redemption and sanctification is already yours. So we're not talking about you gaining wisdom from, from your spirit. Your spirit is the one that's releasing. The soul is the one, as we talked about in the Proverbs chapter two. It has to be taught. I didn't get to, I didn't get to Psalm 19:2, but you can write that down and look that up. Same thing. But notice this. He said, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that, that he did what? To give you what? Spiritual wisdom. Wisdom in what? Into knowing that he sent his word and he healed you. Lord, I need that wisdom. See, until you see yourself healed, you won't walk in it. You have to see yourself healed. And the only way you can see yourself healed is by quoting his word. It's painting a picture, a canvas on your mind. The word is painting a canvas. It's painting your picture. It's painting you whole. You say, man, I see myself healed. I see myself whole. Well, look out now. Because if you can see it, then you can receive it. It's just a matter of time. Before it manifests, it's just a matter of time you're wearing it. Girl, how, you, how did you come out of that? Christ in me. Oh boy, I felt something right there. Christ in me. Yeah, because he did it, he went to the cross. And he became sin. He became my substitute, so that I could wear his right—the righteousness of God. So that when my body is attacked, my finances attacked, my marriage is attacked, my family is attacked, my ministry is attacked, I could say, "I could say it's the righteousness of God, I declare." And you make a stand on God's word, and the Holy Spirit does the rest. This is not for the cowards or the faint heart. Are oh, you following me? Okay, watch this. Asking God the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you what? Spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might what? Grow where? <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, they brought my tea. To give you spiritual wisdom and insight so you might what? Grow. So they're going to tell you, you don't have it. Your soul don't have it. But if you study that word, your soul going to grow in knowledge. Hmm? You're going to start trusting the word. Start standing on the word. Because what? You're teaching it. It has to be taught. I'm just, I'm look, look, we as those of us who are called into the ministry, sometimes we could be the worst, we could be the worst ones to stand on the word. I don't want to be one to teach the word and then I can't stand on it. What I'm sharing with you is for you. But I myself have to have a fellowship with God that I myself can walk in the Word, step on, walk these truths out just like I'm sharing with you. Sometimes you find members stronger than their pastors because you're taking it to heart. They say, well, how, well how, how could that happen? I was sitting in this meeting and I got healed. Yeah, because that anointing, you, you, that you grabbed hold to the anointing. Sometimes we try to live by gifts. You can't live by gifts. We live by the word. When the gift manifests in the church, oh my, take it. It's a wonderful thing. We need them all, but you got to have the word. The just shall have to live out by faith. All right, next verse, Casey. Watch this. I pray that your heart, he's talking about your soul now. The word soul could be your heart, your mind, okay? It, it can also be your imagination. It's part of your imagination. It's part of your conscience. So I pray that your hearts will be flooded with what? Light. So that you can what? Oh what? So that you can understand the confident hope he has what given to those he called. And that's what hope is. Hope is, and we talk about New Testament hope. That's what we're talking about. We, you know, New Testament hope is a positive impulse to your imagination. It's confident expectation. That's what hope is. Hope is having confidence. It is expecting what? The body to recover. The finances to recover. The marriage to recover. The relationship to recover. Why? Because you saw something. Not with these eyes. You saw it with the eyes of your spirit. You saw it with the mind of your spirit. You have to see it before you can receive it. And that's the reason why negative news that you can see You can hear, that you can feel. It wants you to make it it the final outcome. And if you don't have a spiritual truth on the inside, you will fall prey to it. You have to be the one to say, no. That's not the end. That's not what God showed me. That's not what the word told me. No. You have to be the one to arrest that thought. But if you just, status quo, go along with it, you're going to be doomed. Until you hear a word like this, and that could jog you back in that place so that you can get your confidence back up. Amen? All right, watch this. Only got a couple of minutes. So I pray that your heart maybe will be flooded with light so that you you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are rich and glorious inherited. Next verse, Casey. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. Watch this. This is the same mighty power. Listen to this. Keep going. This is the same mighty power that did what? What did it do? Come on, talk to me, Claire. What did it do? What did it do? What? It raised what? From where? The dead. And notice this. And seated him where? In a place of what? Honor where? At God's right hand in the heavenly realm. That's the power that lives inside of you that raised him up. That power, so what you think, that power will kick out cancer. That power will kick out brain or, or android that, that, that power will kick out blood, it will kick out poverty. It will kick out shame. It will kick out anything that you and I found ourselves a hostage under the first Adam. That's what you got living in you. That's not what's coming to you. That's what's in you now. But it has to do what? Filter. You got to open the soul and receive it. Did y'all get anything out of that tonight? I got so much more, but I have to stop.